You are listening to Future Net Zero, a platform to help businesses and the wider community improve our lives and our planet by achieving net zero. In this podcast, Future Net Zero founder Summit Bose is joined by Steve Pick from British Gas to talk about the winds of change regarding net zero in the SME and mid-market sector. Steve helps break down the barriers for smaller businesses to start their net zero journey and reveals what British Gas can do to help drive transformation. Welcome to this Future Net Zero podcast. I'm Sumit Bose, founder of Future Net Zero, and today I'm joined by Steve Pick, Energy Management Partnerships Head of Head Honcho at British Gas. You've got a great title, Steve. I love it. <laughs> Sorry, Summit. I've got the longest card in the world, but it'll keep uh, printers in, in work if I ever have some business cards. Yeah, I, I, I look after energy management propositions for SMEs as the main audience, yes. but also social housing and new builder developers. If it's a business and you're not a large commercial industrial business, it's my job to help her find your ways to reduce your energy bill and go green. What sort of customers are we looking at? So are you thinking if I walk down my high street here, the, the small shops, the bakers, uh, butchers, those sort of things, small retailers, what sort of level would you say your customer base come, goes up to? I'd say mine in the British gas parts of SME covers the vast majority of SMEs. You're right. If I walk down my village high street, there will be the pubs, the pharmacists, you know, the cafes. But we'll be going up as well to, you know, factory units, um, care homes, that sort of thing. If you look at that, that's a sector that really, you know, it's, you know, we are the majority. We're we're one ourselves, right? Our business and the small business. We are sort of 89, 90% of all businesses out there. And I think the thing that most people have seen, and frankly, we've seen the transition in our, in our own view of what Future Net Zero is. You know, we thought it was really about, you know, large companies like yourselves leading with large businesses. But I think this year has proved, the pandemic has proved, that actually there's an appetite for smaller companies to do this as well. Have you, have you found that? Have you found that smaller businesses aren't just sitting there going, well, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that. That's for all the big boys to do. But they're interested. They're looking at what can they do to be generally more eco. Yeah, I think you're right. This past year has made the vast majority of business owners think about how can I, A, reduce my operating costs, but B, you know, it's a bit of a fragile existence at times. How can I um, help the planet with what I'm doing? And we've previously thought and had customer research that, that has said, Small businesses will know if it's important to their customers or not and will want to take the first steps and be those market leaders. But I think the past year has made a larger proportion of businesses want to find out what, if anything, they can do to help both money-wise and planet-wise. When it comes to a, a small business, what are the big barriers when you talk to customers? Because I, I assume this must be quite common, apart from you talked about things like the care homes and the small sort of manufacturing units. The vast majority of your customers must be in rented properties, in rented commercial uh, buildings. So doing changes, you know, even starting on the journey could be tricky. It can be tricky. And I think we as an energy industry don't help that and the media by seeing renewables as always having to be a big solar field yes. or a yes. large, you know, megawatt battery. 
that's the stories that go out. Really good stories, and we are making progress, but they're very much uh, commercial industrial stories. Yes. I think for those of us that are rented, there's that perception barrier that it's too big and it's too costly. And yeah, some of the solutions are, Mm. and your payback on a battery is going to be eight or nine years, but we believe it's about finding the right solution for your business and your circumstances. And I think that ties into another thing, Summit, that can be seen as a barrier, which I think you have the same at your office, which is I don't own the property. Correct, yeah. Those that own the property, be it a chain or one or two businesses, are more likely to invest in something long-term because they're not planning on shutting up shop or moving. But when you're in a, a lease, I've spoke to customers this past year, and even though they never want to move, you know, one restaurant owner I speak to wants to be there for 15, 20 years, but his lease is a recurring three-year one. And that changes his mindset of how he'd want to invest in that property compared to others that he actually owns. When we look at um, what we can do, and, le- and, and I think those things are true, there are barriers, but let's talk about what solutions mm. we could do. What would be your first thing to say to a, a business, a small business? I suppose it would be to kind of start, start measuring, to know what you're doing. Oh, man, yeah. I'm an old Six Sigma guy at heart. So uh, I firmly believe if you can't measure it, you can't control it. It was drilled into me uh, 20 yes. years ago. But, but it is true about energy as well. You know, I've done like eight years in smart metering and we saw great uptake in smart metering at the start um, from businesses because they wanted not just to get accurate bills, but mm. to understand what they were using and where. And I think one thing that we can all do to help as an industry and as a as a country, is make smart meter data come to life a bit more for business users, give them that granularity and not just chuck dashboards and graphs at customers, but actually tell them what patterns we see in the data and ask the customers, did you expect to be using so much after night? I drive uh, on the way home when we still had an office to go to, obviously we've been at home (laughs) last year, but you know, driving home at night in winter and you see so many properties with the lights on and closed, and I think as, as small business owners and large, we have to challenge our preconceptions that we need to leave the lights on for security or advertising. Mm. And at the moment, it's not punitive the cost you'll pay for energy to force you to make that decision. I'm sure at some point when time use tariff comes in, it might become the norm. But just challenging the behaviours we've always had to see if we can make a difference is probably a first step. And really having data will help point you into those first places to investigate or to change. So what would you do? Would you go in and sort of, you know, give the company an audit? I mean, I don't even know if you can do that in these current circumstances of lockdown, but hopefully we'll be out of it later on this spring or summer. But, you know, looking forward, what what would be the steps to to start on the journey for the SME with you? I think it all starts with your data. If you've got a smart meter, it's great to ask for your data and see what it's, you know, have somebody help you see what it's telling you. But if you don't have a smart meter, I think there are two other main first steps into this, finding out why, measuring, and then doing something about it um, process. I think the first one could potentially be look at getting some sensors in. The price of sensors now has, has you know, dropped dramatically over the past five or six years. And, I spoke to one um, person that runs student unions and he loves having his centres. He's just got bought three and he can clip them on and measure different parts of his property, different bits of um, equipment from the circuit board, different zones, 
just a way to see how energy use is being used in certain areas of his business. Because your bills are great and they tell you how much you've used. Mm -hmm. But going to like a sensor level of detail tell you whereabouts you're using it, almost that step beyond smart. What would if you I move do with a the data though? Because obviously as a business person, you're just trying to run the business, yeah? And yeah. We, we all understand that. C can you help me and go, actually, I can put these in for you and then I can analyse, sort of audit what, what you're doing? Yeah, I think not just the sales, but yeah, we could take that sort of information and not throw the full commercial industrial package at SME customers, but no. get the right bits of information that are right for that time precious business owner that's you know got to fully focus on keeping the business afloat and meeting yeah. customer needs pull out those bits of information from their data that we think will help them either make a decision to start or stop something i also think summit i talk a lot about measure and i put my old six sigma hat off now but i think uh key bits to helping customers understand where they can make a change regardless of whether they own a property or a lease in it I do believe you have to have somebody come in and audit your property or, or walk around it with you. Well, I say walk around it, but that obviously brings up notions of paying somebody a thousand pound a day yes. to walk around with a clipboard and tick yeah. everything. <laughs> and again, for me, for the large majority of SMEs, I think that's overkill. It's too, too much of a solution to find what's needed. I mean, last year we did a podcast on this before with you guys, but we did these virtual energy audits where we called you uh, on a secure line and some kind business owners gave us 30 minutes of the time to show us the machinery they have, their boilers, their meters, their aircon, and just to understand when they're open. And it would enable an energy auditor to build a picture of how they use energy, what opportunities they've got to save. And when we did that, you know, it could go all the way from in an office you need to completely change your aircon because you're bringing in rented heaters that are burning up electricity or some of them, sorry, coolers. But it could be the smaller things. One school we went to went ahead and benefited from just putting TRVs on the radiators. A TRV is just the little valve thing, isn't it? They are, yeah, the thermostatic radiator valves. Instead of the heating just being on or off, if you know you've got rooms that you aren't being used, yeah. putting that radiator valve on to just limit the supply in there could save you know an amount of gas that's being utilized isn't it funny steve that's the sort of thing i mean you know i've just moved house and had some new radiators put in and put those in and i'm getting some get the old ones i'm going to try and change the valves but that's the sort of thing you do at home you never really think, think about it in business you just walk in and, and you go well that's there that's there and i'll just use what's there you don't think about that do you you don't yeah we we as an industry can quite compartmentalise yeah. domestic and business yeah. as being two different things yeah. and seeing every domestic site to be a semi-detached or a bungalow Correct. and every business site to be an Amazon warehouse <laughs> or a hospital. Yeah. When, when the real truth, like you said earlier, walking up and down your high street, there's yeah. a lot of business premises that have got their metering infrastructure, their heating infrastructure, aircon. It's more akin to what we have at home. Yeah, the coffee shop could put some radiator valves on, couldn't he? And they, those sort of things and put some LED lights. And there's, there's things that you think you'd do at home, but yeah. you never think uh, that you would just do them for a small business. Yeah, I was at my doctor's last week and my doctor's is pretty much the converted semi-detached. And yeah. three doors down the road, there's an optician's, which was also a semi-detached. 
Sure, across the road, there's a small supermarket, mm-hmm. but still take out those fridges and a lot of the things like the lighting, <laughs> like the heating at the yeah. back in the warehouse, LED lighting, heating controls could save that supermarket, you know, money on their uh, heating bills and move that dial towards them using less carbon. Yeah. When it is, you know, the, the kind of recovery and, and all of that, people will start to go out. I'm, I'm very positive that things will improve and people will start to spend. Often then there's a, there's a take-up, right? There's, a, there's, a, there's a, a boost. Do you think there's the appetite there now for businesses to, to think, actually, this might be a time to invest? Because that's a tricky one, isn't it? To try and say, actually, I, I feel confident enough, I will invest in energy efficiency. I think the appetite is there, but we all need to be playing a part to make it real and not appear in these times as a long-term burden. I think, I hate to talk about financing, to be honest, I'm not a money man, but I think financing for big things and government incentives plays a part of helping all sides of businesses um, really get onto the net zero bandwagon. And it will be interesting to see what impact next year the Clean Heat Grant has on the take-up of air source heat pumps. But I'm with you, Summit. I believe this is a great time for businesses to look at what they can do to reduce their bills and carbon impact. Because A, a lot of businesses may be not as busy as they were or closed. So it's a good time to get people in to do works, be it essential or non-essential. And the second is, I don't know about you, I can't wait to go out to Wagamama's again, is my example. (laughs) I love my cooking. But every single one of us wants to go back and grasp that bit of normalty, both for us or our families, the things we used to do. And, you know, I think we, we mentioned a while ago that there's, you know, the Bank of England was saying there's going to be a boost to the economy. I think there will be. And I think people will want to do things that bring back normality to them. And that may be shopping, it may be going out eating, cinemas even. But yeah, from a business, that's domestic side. So more customers will be coming into businesses, which will then hopefully bring back cash flows and revenue to where they were pre-crisis. Crikey, I might even try and have a second meal at Wagamama's in the same day. I'm desperate. <laughs> there are other, uh, uh, there are other Asian cuisine restaurants out there. I like it. Um, before we end, I just want to talk about kind of where the future is. Let, let's, be, let's be realistic and positive, right? We know by 2030, it's the end of, you know, gas, gas cars, right? The fossil fuel cars. Yeah. We know that the electrification of heat or whether it's a mix of heat uh, from hydrogen, whatever, we're going to try and clean up um, heat. We know that the government is, you know, Boris put in his 10-point plan and wherever we're going with COP coming up at the end of this year, there seems to be a decision being made at the top. And as you said earlier, those things matter to business because if I can get a grant, I'll do it. Yeah, if it can help me, help my bottom line, I'll do it. Do you see a more positive uh, future for SMEs in terms of how they can start to do energy efficiency over the next few years? I do. I think one of the things that lies behind that is more of a focus on net zero as opposed to energy efficiency. Yes. I think one of the problems I've seen this past year with the phrase energy efficiency is that it can mean so many different things to so many different people. While mm. the rallying cry of net zero and yeah, 30 targets, yeah, yes. boom, if I'm locked on, tell me what I can do about that. 
If yeah. you talk about energy efficiency, just due to how it's historically been the past decade, you know, things like the rise and fall of fit, and mm. it all just, it's not defined enough for people to say, I agree with that and yeah. I want to do something about it. But also understand how doing something about it will help them. I couldn't believe 50% of the sites we went to still had not changed to LEDs. We were under the impression that that's a market that's been swamped, but there's still the opportunities there. And I don't think it's lack of wanting to do it, be it whether you own or lease a property. I think it's about having the advice and know how to then go through the process to do it. I think a lot of times in the energy efficiency world, as opposed to net zero world, solutions are there, but getting access to them and understanding the benefits to them isn't always quite clear. So even though we don't do LED lights for SMEs at this point in time, it's one of the things we're looking at. And whether we do or not, we'll still be recommending all of our SMEs to actually go out and take that first step, because that's a good step alongside heating controls to control that base load that you've got all the time. Will we be walking into shops that are different within the next five years, do you think? Do you think the way, you know, my personal bugbear is, open fridges i don't know why we have those and open cold shelves you know just stick some doors on i've always thought that going into shops where the doors are open and yet the heat is blasting i always don't get that yeah. either. do you think there'll be a bit of a cultural change it has to happen doesn't it it does have to happen i think at the larger end of the businesses those the pressure to show what you're doing towards your 2030 targets is more industries pick up and have a, a roadmap and a plan yes. will lead to some of that changing. I think as we go down the use change, it'll all be around A, your attitude about what's important to you and B, the market creating the right solutions. I saw last year that I think, um, was it Williams have been working on something that can redistribute the air from a fridge back into it to try and reduce the use that way which isn't the same as putting a door on, it's trying to find a different way to re-engineer and keep as is today. And I think we'll see a market where walking into any business, some stuff will be the same, but yeah. behind the scenes will have changed to make it more efficient. And then we'll also see some of the things we've taken for granted gone. As long as one of them is those self-checking tills that will win for me. <laughs> <laughs> so my, da my dad was right then, all through the, the 80s when he used to say, turn that light off. He really was. My daughter had to do a project for school as well. And now anytime I leave a light on or don't close the door, she tells me. But it, 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 it really is. It's about the things we take for granted. Mm -hmm. Can we challenge ourselves and the way we run our businesses to make a difference? Because the benefit will be net zero wise for the planet, but also the benefits will be for us trying to run a business and, you know, keep it going. Yeah, absolutely. And just to end with, if, if people who are listening to this uh, podcast want to get in touch with you, you're happy for us to share your, your details. I think there'll be a lot of businesses thinking, actually, where could I start? Yeah, I'd love that, to be honest. The more different types of businesses we speak to, the more we can understand what's right for them. I mean, we focus quite a lot on some core industries we're quite uh, cover a lot of on our energy supply care homes, um, hotels and restaurants. But we would love to speak to all types of businesses to understand what drives your business and understand what opportunities are potentially there to help you, be it British Gas helping you 
or just setting you on the path to where you want to go. Steve's been an absolute pleasure. Make sure that you uh, kick, turn the lights off when you, when you leave today and, and go and help your daughter with their homework. Thanks so much for your time today. You have been listening to a promoted podcast from Future Net Zero. Future Net Zero, better business, better planet.